From NHT World Headquarters, it's Rockin' John. Now hear this. Oh, my soul. Baby, 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 baby. Don't you know my love is true? Honey, 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 honey. Get up off of that money. Love, 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 love. Oh, my soul. Baby, 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 baby. Don't you know my love is true?
sky Seven stars, heaven's eyes Seven songs on seven seas Hope to bring your loving home to me If you're moving like a mountain Rocky like the sea, yeah Let times pass and then at last The love brings light to me The love brings light to me
first song we listened to was a Little Richard classic called Ooh, My Soul. And I've heard lots of bands do this. The Beatles did it, but nobody does it like the original, the Georgia Peach, Little where, Richard. Where did the Beatles do this? They did it on the BBC, uh, one of the BBC uh, double albums that were put out. Uh, you know, one was in 1994 and one was, I think, the uh, like 2010 or something like that. They put out a second volume, mm -hmm. but it's all the live BBC recordings and they do Ooh, My Soul. Wow, that's new for me. The next song is a Cat Squirrel by Blue Saracino. This is the first song from guitar recordings that we put on NHT. Blue Saracino was this marvelous 16-year-old kid. At the time. Yeah, and when I, I heard the demo and I said, oh, this is it. Yeah, you know, I was looking and looking for about a year and I thought, wow, there are a lot of wonderful players and they're good and the songs are good. I almost signed somebody because I thought, well, I want to get started, and they're good enough. And then I heard this demo on a cassette. Immediately. You just knew he was the one. He was the one. By the way, John produced this track. <laughs> anyway, Cat Squirrel, it's kind of funny now. I'm hazy on the timing, but I think this was before he joined his first live performing band. Blues' first live performing band was playing with Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce. Yes, this is true. I I think he recorded it before that. Yes, I because, think he did. Because he was on my radar, so yeah. there you go. And and so we did Cat Squirrel, and my idea for the song is I wanted his feel, which is just so in the pocket and so swinging, to be a cappella, to be alone. So in the middle of it, I had Joe Franco, our drummer, do the shuffle and swing it and blues play. And the original idea I wanted to do was drop out the drums completely and you would just hear his phrasing and his swing. And I said, wow, that's a cool idea. I lost my guts. Oh. And, and, and I actually put in the drums a little bit and you, you hear did. them in the background. Yeah. And the other thing that was interesting about the song, it's the only recording I've ever done uh, as a guitar player. Uh, I said to Blues at, at one point in his solo, I want you to play a lick like Jeff Beck with a slide over the the pickups and off the mm -hmm. neck mm -hmm. and he said to me well what are you talking about show me and so i picked up the guitar i picked up the slide <laughs> the song came along and he punched me in as i gave him my example he turned to me and he said you're on the record <laughs> <laughs> i find it interesting that you used a slide to sound like jeff beck you know? that sounds about right <laughs> and the the thing that i feel best about is if i didn't tell you where to look for it at the high notes at the end of the solo, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know it wasn't blues. Right. So those are, uh, yeah. play three notes. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're played the right way. Okay. Anyway, grateful, great feel, great song, and, and uh, uh, blues is, is, remains a wonderful, wonderful uh, guitar player. The third song is a song called Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. It was a minor hit in 1976. It was produced by Peter Asher. And actually, there's a collection of Peter Asher's productions, and that's where I rediscovered this song. It's uh, very 70s, but it's, it's got a hook to it that's kind of strange. It's a ascending piano thing. It's something that I wouldn't normally think would work for a pop song, but it just totally does. Andrew Gold went on to briefly join the British band 10CC, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. The next song is one of John's favorite bands. Yeah, Orleans. I'm just just monster Orleans fan. And Half Moon was on their first album, uh, which sold no copies. It, they just had this great 
R&B, funky, rock and soul thing happening. John Hall and Larry Hopp and the guitarists were, you know, I was just enamored with them. Fortunately, over the years, we got to know each other. In fact, I once saw them in Kansas City. I had John Hall teach me how to play the rhythm guitar riff for this. That bell went off because it was a good idea. No, no. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess you can probably get that out unless you want to re... Uh... No, well, I okay, don't know we'll leave it. Uh, but, but he taught me how to play it. The cool part about this song, which he wrote with his wife, Johanna, John and Johanna mm-hmm. Hall. They wrote most of the Orleans stuff, Yes, correct? they did. Yeah. In, the, in the beginning, they certainly right. did. He wrote it for Janis Joplin, and she recorded it, and it's out on her Pearl album. I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I'm going to hand this one over to John because this is a mashup that just shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> yeah. Take her away. I will say the title. It's called Hip to Be the Sandman. Yeah, Metallica and Huey Lewis in the news. It sounds organically perfect, and the song is funky, and who knew that Metallica could be funky? <laughs> yeah, and who knew that this could just work? Put it, once again, putting these disparate songs together... And it just works. And I can't hear any uh, sound manipulation, like changing the key or partially. It just sounds like it works. This young guy, Bill McClintock, who does these things, he spends a lot of time and he just gets it right. And the next song, Rock Turned Me On To this year, and is one of my favorite songs of the year. And I'm embarrassed to say that I had never heard it before. George Harrison, Any Road. Any Road. It was the lead-off song to his uh, posthumous album called Brainwashed. It's just such an amazing song. And if you listen to it, you can tell that I think the main instrument before they began overdubbing was a ukulele, which George Harrison loved the ukulele. used to travel around with apparently a bunch of them in his trunk to give to people if they didn't have one. The thing about this is since it was mixed by Jeff Lynne and Danny Harrison, George's son, after he passed away, they were surprised to find that there were so many lead and slide guitar parts because if you ever listen to George Harrison's solo albums, he does not take a lot of leads and the guitar parts are usually buried down. They decide to liberate them and put them louder than George normally would. I think that's one of the secrets to the song is his slide parts and how raw and rocking they are. And the song itself is a wonderful song. You know, that's so it's a songwriting and lyrics and melody. And, and very positive. You know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Yeah, that's great. And after that, I heard a, a natural seg uh, into the Black Crows version of Hard to Handle. I love the Black Crows and I love their version of this song. And this is the first time we've had them on that age. Yeah, I think, I think it is the first. Uh, no, no, we had them, I think, uh, earlier, on an earlier one. We had Diamond Ring. Give me that plenty of that guitar. Traveling on a boat and a plane in a car on a bike with a bus on a train Traveling there, traveling here, everywhere, in every given All along, we pay the price with the spin of a wheel with the roll of the dice Ah yeah, you pay a fare and if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there Traveling through the dirt and the grime From the past to the future Through the space and the time Traveling deep beneath the waves In watery grottos and mountainous caves But our Lord 
We got to fight with the thoughts in the head, with the dark and the light. No use to stop and stare if you don't know where you're going. Any road will take you there. Teeth by the breadth of a hair, traveling where the four winds blow, with the sun on my face, in the ice and the snow. But ooh, it's a game. Sometimes you're cool, sometimes you're lame. Ah,、oh, yeah, it's somewhere. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. The spin of the wheel with the roll of the dice. Ah,、oh, yeah, you pay your fare. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. I keep traveling around the bend. There was no beginning, there is no end. It wasn't born and never dies. There are no edges, there is no sides. Ah,、oh, yeah. Just don't win. It's so far out. The way out is in. Bow to God and call Him sir. But if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. If you don't know. Cause the mama, I'm sure all the hand and eye just around.
candle calls her mama, I'm sure all the hand and hand is around. Candle calls her mama. I'm sure all the hand and hand gets around. Hard, hard to handle now. Oh yeah, 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 Calls her mama. I'm sure all the hand and hand gets around. The next segment begins with a song performed by Glenn Tilbrook, who is probably best known as the lead singer, lead guitar player, and a music songwriter for Squeeze. I once saw him do a version of this on a video, actually. It was in a club. He was playing acoustic guitar, and he's doing Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix on an acoustic guitar. And he pulls it off. Yeah, he absolutely pulls it off. <laughs> you wouldn't think it could work. I think at one point he even like brings the strings up to his teeth and does that with an acoustic guitar, a la Jimi Hendrix. But uh, that's great. And it also, it's followed by another band that both Rock and I love to pieces, Little Feet. And here we have an early demo version of High Roller, totally different feel, still funky as hell. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you said it all on that. Thank you. 
so. I'm not perhaps as spelt as I once was. So for this portion of the show, if you can just keep your eyes at either middle level or above, I'd really appreciate it for my
Every once in a while, we have a, a little guest join us. And today, it's part of an interview I did with B.B. King, where he talks about the development of his playing and his sound. And we follow that with a great track called Whole Lot of Lovin', which really talks about the phrasing that he had developed over the years. And this is from a, uh, a live at the Fillmore East kind of recording. Yeah, when was this? Was this like the 70s? Early or was it 70s, like 70s, I okay. believe. Okay. And then the next one is also a John pick, but it is really rocking. It's called I'm Tore Down by Johnny Gale. Take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, again, this is uh, another guitar recording from my little record label from that era. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that signed, that was a guitar recording. Yeah, I signed Johnny Gale, and he is just a marvelous, marvelous player. Huge fan of his was Gene Simmons. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and also... Uh, Who's the guy in Twisted Sister? Not uh, the singer. J.J. French. J.J. French, right. J.J. Yeah. French. Those two guys, you know, in fact, Gene Simmons referred to him to me as my Johnny Gale. <laughs> <laughs> Why, and, did he have anything well, to do? Well, he actually did. But, you know, look, before I got a hold of him and, and before J.J. French got a hold of him, Gene liked him. And he, he tried to get him signed. And it was in the era when disco was happening uh, and people were not into the blues. Yeah, yeah. The song tore down, swings like a mother. I know Clapton did it on his Back to the Blues album. And right. Eric Clapton did an A plus, A rendition. Johnny Gale does an A plus rendition. Okay, well, there you go. In my early career, there was many bottleneck guitarists around. Guys playing with the bottleneck, some playing with the steel. On, and I could never do it. Could never ever do it. So what I started to do then was to trill my hand, to trill it, and my ears would tell me that this sounds similar to what these guys was playing with the bottlenecks. Because I was always crazy about that bottleneck sound. I was already always crazy about steel guitar. Also, I'm crazy about Hawaiian pedal Yeah, love them. Crazy about them. Some of the country players, oh man, they just, ooh, God, they sound so good. So I could never play it, and that's how I actually started. I started to trill my, my finger, and I kept doing it and kept doing it, and each time my ears would say, this sounds similar. So that's how that sound began. And they also wanted to know, because they talk about BB King class, they always talk about the economy of notes, and they said they're trying to tell one kid how you can tell uh, different players apart or different blues players and they say well besides trying to express what feeling is which is mm -hmm. a difficult thing to talk about right. I always talk about B.B. King as always playing the one note they wondered if you went through a, a process of playing a lot of notes and then yes. Mm -hmm. yes that was a time in my early career I used to well I like jazz too so I used to my very early career I used to practice playing fast and practice a lot of times trying to put in a lot of uh, jazzy licks in what I was doing. But then after a while I started to find that I couldn't put myself into what I was doing as much. And it's almost like, oh, I guess each musician with the exception, well, each person with the exception of maybe a very few, their personality in the artistry is almost like speaking, talking. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, I don't talk very fast because I used to stutter a lot when I was a kid. And in order to try and make myself understood, I have to kind of take my time and, and say things that in a lot of cases may not be good diction or good English even. But at least it's my way of trying to make myself understood. So it's the same thing playing my instrument. And that's the phrasing. That's the phrasing.
jump in My baby showed up and said I'm gonna tell you when song is uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's called Factory of Faith, 
which was on the I'm With You album, which I think came out in 2011. This album marks the uh, debut of Josh Klinghoffer, who replaced John Frushanti as guitar player in the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He left the band in 2020 uh, when John Frushanti returned for not the first time, not the second time, but the third time he'd come and gone from the band. I actually liked uh, what he was playing on this. If you can listen to his, you know, chunka chunka guitar, which is mostly in the background, it really adds to the song. Something like pretty, what would seem like a minor part of the song is actually a crucial part. I just think it's a great song, very different than things we usually play here. And then the next song was a John pick. Well, I had to pick it. I love the song Sweet Little Lisa by Dave Edmonds, featuring the great Albert Lee on twanging guitar. Mm -hmm. This is rock that rolls. Yeah, and Dave Edmonds in the 70s, uh, most of his albums were made with uh, Rock Pile, Nick Lowe, Billy Bremner, and Terry Williams on drums. Anyway, Dave Edmonds in the uh, 70s uh, just did all his albums with Rockpile, and boy, do they sound good for that reason. And most people didn't know because Rockpile only made one album as Rockpile.
The next group of songs starts with somewhat obscure Rolling Stones song from their Steel Wheels uh, comeback album, as it's called, uh, from 1989. What makes this so different than most Stone songs we know of the last 30 years, let's say, is it's really a song. It's not a riff with lyrics and things like that going on, which is unfortunately what they have fallen into for a long time. But this is a composition. What makes it even more interesting is it's a Keith Richards composition sung by Keith Richards. And it is so musical and so beautiful. And the way it builds from, you know, from the song itself to a long outro built on the original song, it's just it's almost perfect. You'd almost never know it was Keith singing because he's so... What's the word I'm looking for? Well, he's in the pocket melodically. He is And in he's the, singing yeah. like a melodic singer would sing it, not like a blues singer would sing right. it. He's not sing-speaking yet. This is the second song in this Now Hear This that you turned me on to that blew me away, that George Harrison did, and then this gem. This is your second gem on this Now Hear This. Well, it's just... It's one of those songs most people don't hear, and when I hear it, I just think, like... God, what a beautiful song. I'm not sure they ever even uh, played this live, but it's one of Keith Richards' uh, best contributions to the Rolling Stones, and it's just funny that most people haven't heard it. Well, it's not a riff song. It's a song song. It's a song. It's beautiful. And then after that is our third song from Guitar Recordings. This is Steve Morris song called Picture This. Tell them who Steve Morris is, because not everybody's... Well, gonna... Steve Morris from... Uh, is known as an instrumentalist with the Dixie Dregs, but for the last couple decades he's been playing with Deep Purple, yes, writing songs guitarists. and performing, and and he is just a wonderful guitarist, instrumentalist, and composer, and good friend. And Guitar Magazine had a party at a NAM show. Steve said that he would play classical guitar for us at this party. And he plays his song Picture This. I'd never heard it before. It just was so Beautiful. Well, one thing I was going to say, I don't know Steve Morse's entire catalog. I mean, I've heard things mm -hmm. by the Dixie Dregs, you know, Deep Purple, mm -hmm. some of his solo stuff. Mm -hmm. Did he play with Kansas for yes, a while? Yes, he did. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. you. The thing about Steve Morse is, A, John's introduced me to him, and we are talking about a super nice guy. And second, well, first of all, uh, is he's just able to wring emotion out of his fingers when he's playing guitar. It's something unique. He has a very unique way of playing. Right, so he played this song. I heard it, was blown away, and said, you gotta record it. He never recorded it. So when I was putting together a compilation album, I said to him, please record Picture This so we can have it, because it deserves to be out there. Beautiful, beautiful song. Oh, it is. After Picture This, uh, John picked a song called Why Worry, which is actually pretty popular. It's, it was by Dire Straits on their very popular uh, Brothers, in Brothers in Arms album. Yeah. Anyway, this is a Mark Knopfler solo version, and why don't you take it? And he's playing just acoustic guitar. In the beginning, it's kind of cool. He admits that he played it in the wrong key for Dire Straits, and now he's corrected it. Right. It's just lovely, just lovely. Yeah. Flipping away. 
recorded this song in the wrong key, so I think I've got it in the right one now. See, this world is made, he said. Some people can be bad. The things they do, the things they say. 
amen I'll chase away those bitter tears Chase away those restless fears But turn your blue skies into That's what we're talking about. 